You may have decided what year you're going to retire, but have you thought about the best month to retire? In this episode, we will talk about the things you should consider when you're deciding what month you want to retire. From financial reasons, to tax reasons, to emotional reasons, that could make one month better than the others for your situation. It's easy to get lost on the way to retirement. Things like taxes, improper planning, and excessive market risk can all lead you astray from your goal of a successful and happy retirement. That's where Liz Whittaberry comes in. She's a holistic financial advisor and the founder of Best Path Advisors, and she can help guide you to a better financial path. This is Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this week's edition of Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry and myself here to talk about, is there a best month for us to retire in? So we're going to have that fun conversation and good conversation with Liz, as we always do. And if you need to have a conversation for yourself, reach out to her and find her at bestpathadvisors.com. That is bestpathadvisors.com. And hey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify or uh, YouTube platforms, whatever you like to use. And uh, share that message in the in the podcast with others that might enjoy it and benefit from it as well. Liz, how you doing? What's going on? I'm good. We were just talking about how we both have sun and how... Happy that makes us feel. That's it's right. so wonderful. Yeah, we jump on here to have a conversation <laughs> and you're feeling good because you've walked out in the sun and you know for the morning and yeah. all that good stuff. It does help kind of get the day off to a good spot, doesn't it? It does. I love the sun. Exactly. Vitamin D. It's very good for us. Uh, so by the way, yeah. vitamin D can help prevent Alzheimer's. I just read that. So make oh, sure you get your sun. Yeah. Yeah. Get your sun or take yeah. You know, Make sure I, you have vitamin D. I was listening to this guy, very interesting guy, who's uh, way farther into the to the health thing than I'll probably ever be in, like the connectivity and nature and stuff. But it was interesting. He was talking about like try to make sure you walk around every so often, you know, at least a couple times a week, you know, barefoot, you know, outside, like in the grass. Obviously, right. when the weather's warm or whatever. Something about recharging and, and and just kind of like a battery. How it's kind of really good for us to reconnect with the soil and the earth and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, that kind of sounds like you know, you go on hand, you could say, well, that sounds kind of hippy dippy. But on the other hand, it's like if you're just standing outside, you know, going to the lake or the pool or whatever. It feels really good, right? You just got to be barefoot yeah. and getting some sun. I thought, yeah, there probably is something to that. So get well, some sun. I have always liked to walk barefoot outside because I grew up in the country. There you go. So it's just I kind do of a, like it. It's kind of a good connective field. Of course, you got to watch out what you're stepping on, depending on where you're at. <laughs> sure. There's always something sure. to step on, especially in Texas, right? Yeah. But it is, yeah. um, I think it is good for, for health. I, I really do. Yeah, so I agree with that. Me too. Well, you know, a little side tangent, but it was a little good, good to have that little fun chat. Let's talk about, uh, you know, this best month idea. Is there one, right? So let's talk about a couple of things here. Uh, you mentioned a few different reasons in your teaser there. So let's start with some financial reasons. What are some things to kind of think about uh, when we're kind of breaking this down? Yeah. You want to think through the timing of some of the things that you might be eligible for. When does your bonus get paid? I know a lot of my clients will get their year-end bonus in February or March. So it wouldn't make sense to retire at the end of December and miss out on you know, getting that bonus that you had earned. Also, when do stock options vest and what happens when you retire? So you want to be sure that you check into that and make sure that you get everything that you've worked for and that you've earned. Mm. You know, another one is your vacation days because that gets credited to you at certain points in time based on 
how the company has set that up. So you want to make sure that if you could earn more vacation days by working one more month or one more week, you want to make sure that you earn that. Maybe they grant them all on January 1st, you know, for that year. Yeah. Um, and so you want to know what that is. And you want to think about holidays. If there are paid holidays that are close to your planned retirement, maybe you want to retire after that holiday instead of before that holiday and just have the benefit of that time paid. But I think a real biggie is the health care. And, you know, when you're 65, you can transition to Medicare. But if you're retiring under 65, and I do have a number of clients that do that, what are you going to do about that health care in, in between retirement and when you qualify for Medicare? Yeah, and that could be a you, hefty chunk, right? I mean, if you're doing this yes. early, to your point, that could really alter your plan dramatically uh, from a number standpoint. Yeah, you want to know what that is going to cost for you and mm-hmm. your spouse. Yeah. You can go on COBRA if your company plan, you know, is you've got a 20 plus employees that are required to provide COBRA under the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. That's that's where uh, COBRA acronym came from. Um, and so you can go on COBRA for 18 months, but that can be costly because you're going to pay your part that you were paying, the company part that they were paying on your behalf, and then they can charge another 2% on top of that. And you can do that for 18 months. So thinking from age 65, working backwards, when would you retire to be able to have COBRA for that entire time and then just transition to Medicare? But also, what is your spouse's age and Mm -hmm. their ability to have stay on your COBRA if they're on your company plan and transition to Medicare? Or if there's going to be a gap, where are you going to get that insurance and what might that cost? Uh, And that varies from state to state. So you want to look at that. You know, many employers provide coverage on a monthly basis. So if you retire on the first of the month, you may have health care for the full month as opposed to retiring on the last day of the previous month. So that's something to uh, be aware of. Um, And then your health savings accounts contributions. If you're making contributions to health savings accounts and you want to maximize that for for the year, you have to be covered for that month in order to make a contribution for that month. So if you retire halfway through the year, you can only put in half of the year's health savings contribution. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Because it's it's prorated on a monthly basis. And so you want to think through that. If you're trying to get as much into that health savings account, you may want to work a few more months in order to be able to do that if you're not already over 65. When you're on Medicare, you can't contribute any longer to health savings account. But if you're under... Uh, 65 and thinking about retiring early, just thinking through that that piece of it, how much do you want to get into that very nice tax-free bucket for your health care later on? Uh, and that could play into the timing of when you retire. So those are some, you know, some big financial things to think about that you want to maximize your own benefits. Yeah, you know, and I was thinking about, uh, you know, this scenario to kind of relate it back. So my brother, for example, you know, at the end of last year was not given the option as to when he was retired. They went ahead and decided to let him go 
early, as we had talked about. And so he had to take some of those things into account when going to our next piece here, which is some retirement income. So he had the vacation days and the bonus and all that kind of stuff and a little small severance package. And that covered him for the remainder of the year at the end of the last three months of the year last year in 23. But for that reason, though, he decided to delay starting Social Security until 2024 so that it didn't bump him up and some other different things. So you need to think about your retirement income, right? That's the next piece of this. Right. Absolutely. And if you're thinking about Social Security, then when will you earn another year of service credit? And is that going to make a difference to your Social Security income? And if you're under 65, it could, depending on uh, how many years you've worked out, what are your 30 highest years, what is your current income? And so you want to think about that. And then you want to think about, like in your brother's situation, when do you start it and how does that impact your benefit amount as well as that of your spouse, anybody that can claim off of your record uh, and think through the timing of that. But then on your pensions, you also want to think about when are you eligible? If you have a pension, when are you eligible? How does it work? When do you earn a year of service credit? Is it on a calendar year basis or on your work anniversary? How does that work? Uh, And just by knowing that you can Uh, maximize any benefit you might get from that. There's fewer and fewer people, obviously, that have pensions. But if you do have one, then you want to make the most of it. And so those those are some good things to think about how you create that highest amount of monthly income for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Right. And you want to make sure that when you're planning and strategizing that you aren't bumping yourself up uh, from an income standpoint or doing anything in in that situation, because that leads to the next one, (laughs) which is is tax conversations, right? And tax reasons. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, thinking about your brother's example, by taking in less income Mm -hmm. in the year of retirement, if you have the ability to do this, let's say that you... You choose to retire early in the year after you get your bonus, after you've earned your vacation days, or halfway through the year. Well, your income is going to be less than it was the year prior. So you're going to have lower income, and it's going to give you potentially some room to do some tax planning for that second half of the year. And depending upon when you're going to start Social Security and pensions, if you're going to push those into the next year, like your brother did, did, then you would have even more room to do a little bit of tax planning. And it can be a good time to do some Roth conversions. Same thing he did uh, as well, right? He didn't want to touch anything yeah. from the 401k from the job he was leaving until 24, uh, because we had talked through a plan, right? And he's like, okay, we're going to wait on all of that until 24, because your income levels would obviously be different at that point. Right, right. Another thing to think about is if you're going to get any unused paid leave, Mm -hmm. you know, those vacation days and and days that you haven't used, if you time it so that you've already hit that Social Security wage limit on the job, then that unused paid leave will be taxed at a lower rate. You'll get to keep more of it because you will have already hit that Social Security wage limit and they won't be holding out that 6.2% on that unused paid leave. Mm, Uh, And so you can think about that. Uh, For some people, they would be able to do that in the first quarter or the first half of the year. Right. The other thing that you can do is try to max out that 401k for the year. Look at how much you're allowed to contribute out of your paycheck from the first 
paycheck and get as much into that 401k, maybe max it out in the first quarter or the first half so that you get the full contribution for the year, even though you're only working three months or six months or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and so you've got these various different reasons, right? So you've got, and all of these so far, Liz, have been financial, right? We've got our financial right. conversations, things to think about, some of those vacation days, and, you know, the things from work. Then you've got the income conversation, then you've got the tax reasons. Uh, and then that brings us basically to the emotional reasons. So if you've got the math, it makes it a lot easier to consider some of the emotional things to go, okay, I'd really like to retire by X because it's a, you know, personal thing or whatever, right? Right. Right, right. And I do I do have some clients that have a personal milestone. If they work one more year, they will have hit 25 years with the company or 30 years with the company. And that is meaningful to them. And so uh, they want to do that. But there are also family considerations. And so you want to think through, is your spouse ready for you to retire? Are they not ready for you to retire? Or are you caring for a family member, a mom or a dad? And so mm. retiring earlier would be better, mm -hmm, the sooner right. the better, so that you can have more time to, to care for them. Those are uh, some, you know, really good family considerations to think through. Sometimes people are committed to a special project. I have one client right now that would like to retire, but he's working on a project with a team that's in another country, and he was really the driver of this project. Oh, yeah. So he and doesn't so want to, he doesn't want to walk away from it. Right. So he wants to, yeah, see he doesn't want to leave them yeah. without him as the contact and leave them kind of, you know, they're not even in this country to uh, have some of the local contacts. And so he's committed to staying until that project gets to a certain point. And that's what he's telling these uh, managers in the other country. Yeah. That's great and point. some people, yeah. it is, yeah. And some people need to train their replacement. I have another client that is working on retiring right now and uh, was going to retire this fall, but has decided it's going to be better to retire next spring. And some of these financial reasons come into play, but he also needs to train his replacement. And he's trying to determine the timing of doing that. How do I, you know, have somebody come in and learn learn at least the minimum of what they need to do yeah. uh, to replace me. Um, you know, and everybody feels a little different about their job, right? I mean, so obviously some folks are going to be like, I could care less, right? I'm just ready to go. <laughs> uh, and then others, you know, if you have that loyalty or commitment or, or you know, it's been a good career or whatever the case is. Yeah. So there's lots of little pieces in there. Uh, and then, yeah. of course, you know, when you're thinking about all those different things, Liz, you just mentioned, it just could be what you, you know, what's your own retirement, like, you know, dreams have been like, you know, right. some, some special thing needs to happen because you want to take some kind of a trip or something. I don't know, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so if you uh, can retire before summer, you get <laughs> one more summer. This, this is true. Uh, yeah. And on your and timeline, you, right? You get an extra, it's like you being just a kid never again. underestimate a good summer. It's like yeah. we were saying today, the sun is out. Yeah. We feel good. We feel great. So retire before you're going to have all that sun that you can enjoy. Yeah, it's like thinking about when you were a kid again, right? Couldn't wait for school to end because summer was coming and you're like, what? Yes. all the plans you were trying to make, the things you were going to do for that summer. That's good stuff. You know, Liz, we went through all this stuff here and we'll wrap it up here in just a second. But the one thing I noticed you didn't mention was the markets. And right. I know there's a good reason for that because they should not be the driver in any, any of this conversation or, or should they? 
They should not. Okay. You know, if you are planning ahead, like we've talked about, and you start putting your plan in place, you know, try to do that five years before because that puts you in that retirement red zone. You know, sometimes people are only starting to think about it a year before, but still, if you're planning ahead and lining up your retirement income with your retirement portfolio, and you know that you've got a good long-term bucket plan in place, there's no reason to be afraid to retire if the markets are not doing as well or the economy is not doing as well. Uh, you don't have to wait for it to be a perfect year because that's not going to happen. Right, right. And you're going to live through all those ups and downs throughout retirement. And so you you have a plan that helps you just live through that. It's like if you're going on a road trip, it may rain, it, you may encounter uh, really hot weather, you may encounter really cold weather. There's all sorts of things that could happen, but you have a plan and you just, you know, continue going, uh, adjusting as you need. And that's that's what we need to do with retirement. Go ahead and retire because it's never going to be perfect. Don't miss out on retirement, but do make sure that you have a good plan in place so that you know that it's going to carry you through. Yeah. And that's really how you get to retirement on your best path, right? Because you can't, we'd love to be able to say we want to retire in the perfect economic conditions, right? You know, rates are good and taxes are low and the market's doing fantastic, but we don't have control over that. So we have to control the things we can control, especially, you know, when as retirement's approaching, to use my brother as an example a few minutes ago, he was like, man, <laughs> he's like, you really wish the market was doing a little bit better as I was, you know, wrapping up my 401k. I said, yeah, but you can't control that. So we controlled the other pieces that we could, right? So that's right. the whole point And that's what a plan does. That's what a strategy does is to help you kind of feel better about being able to retire in any uh, economy. Ideally, that is the goal. And that's how you get to uh, being on your best path. And that's what Liz does. So if you need some help, as always, make sure you're having a conversation with a qualified professional like Liz. Before you take any action, you should always see how it's going to affect your specific and unique situation. Find her online at bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. You can schedule some time with her. There's lots of good tools, tips, and resources. Uh, you can check out her YouTube page. She's got videos on there as well. And of course, we have the content for the podcast on Apple and Spotify and YouTube also. So lots of good resources there at bestpathadvisors.com. Liz, thanks for hanging out as always. I hope you get a chance to uh, enjoy some more sunshine today. Well, I hope you do too. That's that's the goal. That so. is the goal. Well, we'll see you next time right I'll here. See you next time. Yep, absolutely. We'll see you right here on Retire on Your Best Path. We do a couple of these a month, so make sure you subscribe so you can catch all the new ones when they come out. And we'll see you next time here on Retire on Your Best Path. The preceding program is sponsored by Best Path Advisors, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Best Path Advisors, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by Liz Whitberry should not be construed as specific tax, legal, or investment advice, nor as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Neither J.W. Cole Financial nor its representatives provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W. Cole. Investing is subject to risks, including the loss of principal. Due to volatility within the markets mentioned, opinions are subject to change without notice. Information is based on sources believed to be reliable. However, their accuracy or completeness cannot be guaranteed.